0: <laughs> now, do you go into um,
1: play the kids mode maybe earlier than you did last year, considering you've already had some of those guys here for a good section of the season, and now is Rory really a chance to,
0: to give them every day regular work rooted in a certain position?
1: I mean, part of the motivation of, of Lyles and Dickerson was what we, what we got in return, whether it's it's Cody Ponson, an arm that we've liked for a while, or in Dickerson, uh, the international money, the chance to add to that class to, to make a bigger investment in, in next year's class. Uh, essentially this year's class, um, that, that's a, a good opportunity to do. But part of it was also wanting to get the Osuna uh, a chance for Jose Osuna to play as Gregory Polanco is working his way back uh, on the pitching front. Brault and, and Agrizol, they're um, they, they are in our plans for next year, so to get them innings. And, and, of course, we've got Mitch Keller who's counting on the door to, 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 to uh, get an opportunity in our rotation, the challenges. How do you you know, who do you clear out to put him in that rotation? Right. So th- that that part of the process would not be in the Arellano, given what was available and what was accessible, we felt that it was better to, to continue to hold them. We don't really feel like they're necessarily blocking anybody mm-hmm. from, from getting opportunities. We love the veteran presence. Um, and in terms of play the kids We are. We've got a very large group of of players in their second to third full season. We've got a group that they're playing their first full season, um, and and we are essentially playing the kids, as as, to use your words. And um, and We've got some other guys that they'll they'll come up when they're ready, and and that's the the challenge. It's never good to bring a player up before you feel like he's ready, even if it's time to play the kids. um, They they still need to be ready to take that next step, and and, uh, as we have those guys, we'll, we'll look forward to doing that. What are you looking for out of Mitch? in order to sort of green light a move up here? What what needs to happen? As much as anything else, opportunity. Uh, again, with what Peralta and Agrazel have done, it, it's tough to, to move them out with, with the way they pitched. Joe Musgrove, Trevor Williams, um, you know, Chris Archer, another great uh, sign uh, for optimism last night. And, and uh, really the last handful of starts have been better other than the one uh, that he that he got. Uh, Removed early, um, but we're seeing some positives there. So as you start to look around the rotation, part of its opportunity uh, with Mitch is just continuing to refine the things that are going to allow him to be successful up here. And you you run down the laundry list you do with every young pitcher, and and Mitch is the same. Go six, maybe a possibility. We, it's, a, it's a conversation we've had challenge challenges most starting pitchers like their five-day routine, and, and uh, right now I think we go with three consecutive Thursdays as off days That's all of a sudden you're starting to ask guys to go on seven days instead of six days, which is already uncomfortable. They prefer to go on five. We do have a stretch of, I think, 16 consecutive games. That, that could be a consideration at that point in time, if uh, depending upon how all things come together. Are, plan-
0: are there plans for a rehab assignment for Cervelli in the near future?
1: Um, Francisco continues to, to do amazing work off the field to stay in great shape to, to put himself in a position to be ready um, if and when we get the authorization and that, that's the next step is working through the, the, the next phase of the medical authorization. When do you think you'll get the authorization? Do you have any idea? That's uh, yeah, it's it's up a great question. It's a great question. It's one that I can't answer. to the doctors. Right. What all is he doing right now? Um, Working probably as hard as he's ever worked, and that's hard to say for a man that works really hard to begin with. Uh, I mean, he's putting himself to, to be physically as ready as he can be. Um, he, he's swinging the bat, uh, he's bouncing to different positions, and, and uh, he, he's trying to be ready when that authorization, hopefully, when that authorization comes, to, to be able to get out on a rehab. Uh, but, but the next step is, is still a big one for us to cross. Is he catching bullpens? Um, has not started catching progression and, and uh, he's doing everything outside of that at this point in time. But um, again, a few more conversations and, and uh, that could be an opportunity for him to, to begin his, his uh, next step in his, in his full baseball progression. Neal, uh, Ponce was a starter when he first came in the pro ball. Would yeah. you consider looking at him in that situation again, not in your organization well, was was strictly sure. the We've had that conversation. He, he loves starting. He loves the, the, the challenge of being a starting pitcher. Um, Milwaukee obviously got to a point in time where they felt that it was in his and their best interest to put him in the bullpen. He's a big physical man with multiple pitches that he can get hitters out with. and, and uh, It's tough to do midseason. It's tough to do in August. Um, but that is a conversation that we've had with him and, and, and certainly a consideration as we look toward this offseason and into next year. What do you think you didn't work out with John Ho? Is there anything you what do would do over about that process of bringing him back and giving him the opportunities you did? You know, we, we saw the raw power. Um, we still saw the hands, and we, we made the decision based upon the ceiling. And, and could we get that hitter back? Um, we made the decision in part because of um, the change that he'd made in his life, and, and we believed that uh, the man was headed in the right direction. Could we get the player headed in the right direction? Uh, the, the man, the off-field, continued to be – good from everything that we could gather. He came into camp in the best shape uh, really of his time in Pittsburgh, even back before the, the, the uh, visa issue. Um, we saw the hands, we saw the power. Um, unfortunately, the, the year and a half away from competitive baseball, it just made it very tough. And, and he had a hard time um, catching velocity, a hard time catching spin. And when he did, he hit it hard, he hit it far, but he just didn't do it frequently enough. Uh, and we told him on his way out the door that the work that he would put in off the field, he, Wished it had paid off for him on the field. Um, he ends up going to Triple A with somebody, gets some consistent at bats. It wouldn't shock us to, to have have him turn a corner. We've got Brian Hayes and Cole Tucker, so it, it's tough to, to say we're going to have consistent at bats for him in the minor leagues. And this is one we felt it was it was uh, time to see if there was an opportunity prior to the trade and if we could trade him, or place him. Uh, we couldn't. Uh, now we go through the designation process, assuming he gets, assuming he clears waivers, we'll have a decision to make if he gets claimed then he's somebody else's and they can either carry them on their 25 or option them if they want to themselves and um, that, that that process will work the resolution here but uh, the young man worked hard um, the traits that we saw to, to want to take the shot were still present The hitting consistency uh, became his biggest challenge and, and he may never get it back or maybe a, a sequence of consistent at-bats uh, he gets it back and, and somebody will find themselves a pretty good player. A question about uh, pitchers growth year over year, like a guy throws so many innings the next year, how many do you want to Year. How many, like, what's your sort of feeling on how much a pitcher should go from one year to the next? Like, what number do you try to hit? And is anybody bumping their heads up against that this season? I think Musgrove is, has set a career high in these. Yeah, a, a lot of it comes back to the pitcher's recovery, um, the, the, the quality of the stuff that we're seeing. Um, there's a lot of, of art to it. Uh, there's not a ton of true science to it. Um, and we're working through that with our guys. and, and um, We have, we've been conservative in the past, but there isn't a finite number that all of a sudden your risk, your risk increases exponentially. Um, we don't really know that. There's some some quick science that, that says there's a, a certain threshold out there and, and there have been some players that have crossed it and done fine, there have been some players that have crossed it and didn't, uh, but we'll continue to, to stay with our guys, monitor them. Um, if you don't increase it, then you never get above what their career high was before. If you increase it too much, there is some belief that, that there is some exposure, but too much becomes the, the hard part to identify.
0: Where are we at on know like The numbers tend to be trending up for him hitting, but just what are you hearing and how close is he to possibly making it up here?
1: Yeah, we're looking for that guy that we saw in spring training to, to show up on a daily basis that was looking to do damage when he got in the box and, and continue to be you know, a good base runner and, and a really good defensive player. And um, he has, it's, there's some... Um, there's some hit collector ability in here that he can shorten up and just hit a ball over the second baseman's head and, and, and get a line drive base hit. Uh, but that guy that we saw in spring training he hit balls off batter's eyes and, and deep into the you know the bleachers in Bradenton and Bradenton and other places. And um, that's a part of that adjustment process that it takes time. And, and just because we want it to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen on our time frame. And Gibran's learning how to drive the ball, learning when to try to drive the ball, learning how, um, uh, learning when to be a good hitter. That combination takes longer sometimes than we wanted to, and we also sometimes forget just how young he is, uh, because he has progressed in the system pretty quickly. And and because of the spring that you all saw, you, you know, you're, you're waiting for him to, to turn that corner, and uh, he'll he'll be in a position to help us here soon. And what
0: about Cole Tucker, um, having to go back down for so long? What have, what does he and Where is he kind of at?
1: Yeah, Cole's just just refining uh, his approach and his mentality at the plate, and and he's had to go through a struggle, which is actually a good thing. I um, mean. He, he, um, struggle with Bell Wolf there and here um, and, and it's a great lesson to learn that, that uh, he's going to need to stay consistent with his plan and, and understand who he is as a hitter and how he's going to be successful. continue to play good solid defense and, and be an amazing uh, teammate and leader um, and probably not easy for him to sit up here and watch Kevin Newman put up the, the season that he's had. So um, meet Cole, get back to being Cole and and uh, is going to help this club for years to come as well. So you played second base a couple of times down there in Indy. Is there a reason related to that club, or is it anything related to the way that Newman has played up here? You no, know, well, we, we talked with him we going out the door that, that uh, we had kind of gotten away from something we did a lot um, until Craig, um, Kramer, Newman, Tucker, and, and, and Hayes, and that we played guys all over the field. In fact, I remember taking criticism that we were developing utility players, and really we were just trying to find ways for guys to make the club the way Josh Harrison made a club, the way Jordy Mercer made a club, the way John Hong Kong made a club, was being able to play multiple positions, and then they earned their way, Adam Frazier made a club, they earned their way into regular playing time. With that group, we, we'd kind of gotten away from it. It wasn't a, an intentional movement away. It was more just let's let Tucker develop at shortstop because he needed development of time. At short, Hayes, as good a third baseman as he is, let's let the bat play. And and in, in Frazier's case, um, you know, or well, in Kramer's case, those two were taking short in third base primarily. So it was actually something we talked with Cole about going out. We wanted to try to get the bat back, um, working in a good spot after his major league struggles. And so it looks like it's reactive to Kevin Numa, but it's something we've had in works from, from before Kevin actually, uh, um, before the Kevin Newman-Cole Tucker exchange. Where, no,
0: um, where have you seen the most growth with This guy, you know, down there as far as picking up the live players, and notice you increased your pool money. Where are you seeing that going over the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, what's as evidenced by Polanco and, and Marte, when your Latin American program is, is productive, it's a huge advantage for you. And, and candidly, small market teams, it almost has to be productive for you because it's, it's one of those areas that we can get elite to above average major league talent. Uh, in Junior's case, uh, we've seen a, a, a really strong progression in terms of the athletes, in terms of the tools, in terms of the, the, the frames, and, and the projectability um, as you look. Five to eight years down the road, and that's the hard part, is we're five to eight years down the road before we'll truly know um, the impact of, of, of having Junior down there and, and, and the growth that he's brought on. And, and again, our prior regime certainly did a nice job, and you can see a few guys here and there, um, but uh, uh, looking forward to the impact that Junior's has. We had to make a change, and, and we feel like we got better because of it. You know, does it seem odd not to be trying to get all your players through waivers these last few days? I mean, it's been such a part of it for so so long in this game. It really has been. So normally the trade deadline ends and you spend the next hour strategizing who you're going to ask on and when and why and anticipating who's going to get asked on when and why from other clubs. And it's almost like a mini trade deadline every day for the month of August because if you submit a claim, sometimes you submit a claim to block, and you may end up with that player and that's very real. Sometimes you submit a claim because you want to get that player and now you've got to go 48 hours to, to try to match with that team and they may take him back if they don't get what they want or sometimes you, you make a trade. So really the last however many years, August is kind of a mini trading deadline every day. Um, just a lot of it you guys don't know about. And a lot of it never comes out. Uh, and now it's more you're seeing some of the bigger names that haven't been productive that clubs are moving on from. They're getting designated for assignments. Um, guys in the minor leagues that are just buried there because they're on the terms of a a current major league contract. You can't trade them. Even if they've been outrighted, you can't trade those guys. So it's it's an it's kind of an awkward situation right now. It, it is. It, it's odd to August 4th and August 5th and not be, okay, who are we going to put on today? Who do we claim? What if we claim six and we get five? Well, we're not going to get five, but what if you do? <laughs> and, and so it's always an interesting dynamic. And, and uh, as we've talked about year after year, the number of claims dramatically increased. And we had players who claimed by half the league and that we would never trade, but they claimed them because they never wanted to wake up and have them traded somewhere else. And so it was an interesting dynamic that uh, We'll see as we get to August 31st what impact it really has and, and um, how does it change and how do teams work around it because you know you're a competitive club right now you, you have a very shallow pool of players that can help you from from now to the end of the season. What's the latest on Polonka? Um Feeling much better, uh, range of motion is, is getting better, returning to baseball activities and. and uh, just build on each good day, and, and when we have a not so good day, how do we react to that and get back to having a good day? So uh, remain optimistic. He continues to work hard, uh, needed to get some inflammation out of there, get some range of motion back, and he's working to do that. You know, over the past two weeks, you've had the Kellis suspension, the Yuki suspension, the Brawl and Cincy. Do you chalk that up to just, hey, this is where we're at, we came out of the break, not where we wanted to be, we we're frustrated, or is there any, like, bigger picture takeaway there that you might... Maybe ask some questions or just kind of think a little bit more about why that stuff's happening? Well, we work to evaluate as we go through everything, and and we'll meet this week to go through the trade deadline and and what could we have done better, what could we have done differently, what did we do well, and what lessons did we learn from it? Um, And we'll do that with with just about everything. Um, Winning can sometimes be a beautiful deodorant to to some challenges that are there, and when you're losing, it seems like everything um, becomes public, and um, those are, are... you know, three incidents that, that we'll learn from um, that, that we need to make sure don't happen again um, and and put in place the the, the right uh, right systems and people to, to learn from them move on and and, and, uh, and, and advance and and uh, be better do you address the whole team with that stuff
0: or do you kind of go to individual parties
1: yeah and Clinton I've talked about it and, and there's been a ton of conversations um, during and and post and um, more individualized than from my, my standpoint, um, i probably address the, the team as a group more frequently when in my early years than I do now. Um, I just a ton of respect for our coaches and, and, and I feel that, that that locker room is kind of their domain and, and Clint's a, a good leader and, and one of our department heads and I don't bring all of our scouts together and, and address them. Uh, now I may get to during the draft and things like that, but um, uh, we like our group, um, we've, we've, we've got work to do. Uh, and, and we're, we're getting after it.
0: Where's the appeal process with Crick and Osuna Stan? Uh,
1: better question for them. Mm-hmm. I give, you haven't heard anything? We, we have no, we have no uh, involvement in that process. It's, it's the players agent and the union and, and as the, the union did with Major League Baseball did with Kelly yesterday, they let us know that they've dropped and that they're going to start serving their suspension. Mm-hmm. And um, As far as we know, the last conversations, they're continuing to have conversations with the union about um, do they want to go to hearing or not, and if not, then Uh, they'll drop their suspensions, and we'll be told uh, maybe a little bit before you guys will, but maybe not.
0: What does, I mean, not having 10 days of Keller, I mean, yesterday it had an impact. What does not having 10 days of him do to
1: you? I think you look at our bullpen struggles this year, and and we've not had him for about 60-some days this year, and and it hurts. Um, uh, We've lost a lot of days to injuries, both on on the mound and, and on the field, and I'm not singling out Keone by any stretch. Injuries happen. Uh, we've certainly lost a large number of days, and those are painful days.
0: Bullpens can be so so volatile in the first place. and You guys have had success managing that. What has made this year and
1: this season maybe a little bit more of a challenge? is it a combination of just guys all poor performances at the the same time or just maybe not the right make? Um, So to answer the question on the bullpen, you're you're right, right. it is is the most volatile. It is, uh, in our minds, the most challenging part of a club to, to put together, and that's where... Uh, you need and want depth um, because there will be guys that that get injured. There will be guys that for whatever reason have bad years. The the other challenge of bullpen is just if you look at it solely based on ERA. Chris Stratton, for example, had a tough go of it before he came over here. Uh, gives up four, if I'm not mistaken, in his first or second outing with us, and, and the poor guy's been fighting uphill to try to get his ERA below six. And he's thrown the ball really well for yeah. us. Um, you know, a reliever gives up four runs in their second or third outing, and they're fighting uphill for a month to, to try to get that ERA back to respectability. And um, that's where. We may roll guys back out there, his ERA is ax and you're wondering why, and history goes back with Joel Hammer and Mark Melanson and, and, and many others that, that we've acquired that ERAs weren't very good, but there were some things that they did. Ray and our group helped them, and um, they turned into pretty good relievers, and, and uh, um, it, it is the most volatile, it's the most challenging. Uh, we're looking for some balance and combination of stuff and look and abilities and fortitude and uh, it it doesn't always work the way we want it to and and it becomes the most frustrating part when you're losing games late it's really frustrating and and the manager always takes the blame for it if the guy that he brings in does the job then the the pitcher did his job if he doesn't then it's the manager's fault for choosing the wrong guy and there's a lot that goes into who is and who isn't available and what the matchups say and and again, so much of this comes back to probabilities and, and I know that we're getting criticized in the industry for being too probability heavy. Earl Weaver used to play probabilities back in the day and we're not really doing a whole lot different. We're just doing it with deeper numbers maybe than, than Mr. Weaver did back in his day. So He just screamed along.